Hello and welcome to another episode of Scott Schilling Speaks. I'm your host, Scott Schilling. Um, got a good friend here today. He's a business consultant. He's an executive coach. He's a radio show host. He does all sorts of stuff. Chris Salem, thanks for joining me here today. Scott, it's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So we were just talking before we went on, uh, you know, a little bit about the uh, the state of business today. Yeah, what's your, give us the state of business the way you see it. Well, I mean, there's, you know, there's always been this uncertainty in anything in business, but we've obviously had more uncertainty over the last more than year and a half now with COVID. And now with this emergent of this, uh, you know, this variant, Delta variant, you know, our people are saying, oh, is, you know, is it going to come back and we're going to be on lockdown again? I'm just saying that I think that people now have a better perspective now of how to navigate this and finding alternative ways to that they can still do business. Not everybody can do it the right way. Some people are going to be limited, but for the most part, I'm starting to see, you know, especially people in our line of business, you know, Scott, that would normally, let's say if you're a speaker, you were out there speaking face to face, that we learn to adapt it to do it more virtually, that we could do workshops virtually, we can do breakout sessions, we can do little mini retreats. I mean, granted, you can't keep people on for a full day or a day on, on Zoom, but but if you broke it up over a period of time where they can really digest you know, this, this content that's compelling to them in chunks, it was still effective. And so these are some of the things that that I, you know, I'm seeing that people have gotten more creative and more innovative in how they can go about still keeping their business moving along. It may not be that you're at that peak level that you once were. Some people are, but but as long as yet you're still in the game, uh, you know that's all we can ask for because there's going to be a lot of things that are beyond our control in this situation. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I think the uh, opportunity to well, business will never be done the exact same way again. I think we all have uh, adopted that going forward. There's going to be a whole lot more online, but there's some efficiencies and things that have been gained through all this as well. Correct? Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I think that again, that when you look at, you know, anything, you know, I'm a big advocate, you can only control what you can and you have to learn how to let go of what you can. If you get caught up in the problem with the things you can't control, it's just going to further create more worry, more anxiety. And then you're just going to, you're not going to be thinking clearly. So, you know, and this was something that took me a long time to figure out, but thank God I did it a while ago, but when, when these situations happen, I can say, okay, what can I control right now in this moment? How can I maximize that and just trust the process that of letting go of what I can't control, that things will work out. And, 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 and when I look back, it always tends to work out, you know, don't get me wrong. You go through some challenges, some setbacks, but it's what you become in that process. And, you know, knowing that it's happening to you or happening for you and not to you. It's like changing yeah. your mindset to that. I think mindset is obviously a, a huge player in this whole thing. Uh, one of my guests the other day said, you know, it's kind of that mentality. You go to the barn, you see the pile of, uh, manure and you go, there's got to be a horse in here somewhere, right? <laughs> uh, you know, taking that and, and really going forward. So what are you telling your clients? I know you do a lot of business con uh, business consulting. Yeah. What are you telling your clients as far as prepping and, and making their best headway through this period of time? Well, what I, what I looked, what I try to educate my, my clients on, whether if it's an individual or a company, 
it's, you know, you know, keep focusing on what you can control in, in your core line of business. But at the same time, look for ways that you can connect with your audience on why you do what you do, not just what you do. Because there could be some other opportunities out there that have nothing to do with what you do, but can, but can position you for some other opportunities that later can enhance your business or could generate income that, you know, is indirect to your business, but it's still something that's, you know, it's still revenue. So I'll give you an example. I have a, I have a client that is a CEO and founder of an ice cream company. They, they make uh, allergen-free ice cream. It's all homemade. And they have a factory in uh, Westchester County. And they also have re- a couple of retail establishments. Now, obviously during the, during COVID last year, though that was affected they could they couldn't they weren't they, they had to shut down and most restaurants were operating at 20% capacity that was a big part of their business they 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 do a lot of events like weddings and you know outdoor events that was affected so they were still able to go maximize what they could control but she but th- but this person was also a, a very good speaker we had her enroll in a, in a Goldman Sachs small business program she, be, she was their top speaker in that program, which you know, got some recognition. We were able to find out that she had a knack for developing youth leaders. And some of the people that worked in her, in her retail establishments had been there from high school and they were in college and really responded to her mentorship and, and the way she led by example. So we began to uh, position her to get on podcasts and virtual stages to talk about youth leadership. Had nothing to do with ice cream. And so it happened, there was a person listening that actually had worked for a corporation that was in charge of their employee recognition uh, incentive programs. And she loved her talk on youth leadership and really you know, reached out and then found out she also was the uh, CEO and founder of an ice cream company. And the light bulb went off in her head, not my client, but the, but the person listening sure. by any chance you know, we're thinking we're coming up with some creative ideas to incentivize and recognize our employees during this difficult time. Do you, are you able to send freeze dried ice cream to people? And, and my, my client's like, well, yeah, because we do that with our restaurants that we, you know, deal with. And I had been telling her this and she, and she was like, oh my God, he's right. It goes, he, this had nothing to do with their business. <laughs> right. But yet it did eventually, because if it wasn't for her speaking, it wouldn't have led to this opportunity. So she was able to create a new business channel during COVID that helped her to offset some of the losses in the core areas. And then when things started to pick up again, her core business came back like a lion. I mean, it just, she actually had her best months of June, July, or actually yeah, June, July and August, where they were short staffed. They, they couldn't even keep up with the amount of business that was coming their way. So it's just, again, being alert. I, I know a catering company where when things were stagnant, they couldn't do events. So this was a large catering company. And what they did is they got involved in some charity work. They were, they were doing some charity work and got involved in that. And people really began to see what this catering company was doing and they got to see their values. So when, when, when things started to lift and events started to come back slightly, they were, the people were thinking about that catering company over the rest. And that helped uh, uh, generate more business as a result of it. So the things that they were doing based upon why they do what they do, not just what they do, help them in their core business. So those are the things that I advocate, Scott, that could really help 
during these times. You just, you gotta, you don't be, don't be narrow. Don't think yourself in a box. Don't have a box. Just keep yeah. your options open. You know, really, you have to really be fluid and adapt. Becomes that possibility thinking. Uh, Absolutely. We having a conversation the other day on, on one of the shows about uh, the things that, uh, because there's a different level of conversation happening or, or potentially can be, not everybody's doing it. But I'm suggesting to a lot of my clients that they, um, you know, that we just have conversations and we explore. Same thing. Look outside the box. Heck, there's not even a box. You know, look, <laughs> look outside the, the possibilities and say, yeah, this is what, we, what we've done in the past. And it's amazing how um, with one, we're looking at, at implementing something that, quite frankly, I don't think has ever been done. That's a big statement because it's, it's possible that it has been. We hadn't heard of it. But all of a sudden, it was like this. If, in fact, we can get this done, oh, my God, the size of the market is amazing. And we never would have thought about that prior. A little, little uh, I don't know, forced critical thinking. I mean, right, all of a sudden you start to see the possibilities going forward. So what other things are, are happening in your world that, because um, I know that you, you do yeah. such a great job in coaching your folks and, and working to lift them up. How are the, you know, some of the capital things and a variety of things that you're involved in, how are they coming back together? Uh, after all well, of this, it's coming back, you know, pretty well. Uh, and, and it's got, and just getting back to being open to new possibilities. I have a, I have a client that, that I worked with about a, just about a year ago where they came to me, they were a startup. They've been around for about a year and a half, but they were pre-revenue and we got their, you know, we got their, uh, business plan revamped and done. Uh, we did a, a, a pitch deck and got their executive summary in order. And we began to start going out there positioning to them, to, to uh, investors. Now, there was a, still a lot of startups out there. They were pre-revenue. It's not easy to get money with pre-revenue. We started getting some uh, people interested, but be, they wanted to see some traction before they decided to invest. And I had been working with this one investor out in Silicon Valley for them. And he was a real nice guy, but, you know, done very, very well for himself. He, he, he also has uh, this travel insurance business and they have affiliates and, and all over, you know, all these different sites and they get business from a lot of different channels. And he really loved the concept. The, the, the name of the company is Alumni Direct and they're a social media community platform. And he really loved the concept. But as an investor, he said, I want to be able to see what they can do before I invest. Now, what he's done so far, he doesn't have to invest a dime. I've already said, you're already going to have equity, or we're going to make you the primary affinity partner with the CEO course's permission. He was able to, we were able to work with him where he said, listen, you guys need an enterprise ready site. Your site is great. And then you did a great job, but this needs to be like enterprise ready. This is like, a, like, like where the big boys play. And he said, I have a team out in uh, India that can you know, do this. And you also need an app because we didn't have an app uh, at the time, even though that was in the plan uh, for Android and iOS. So we are having an enterprise site uh, uh, that's being done as we speak. It's going to be done in about a week, a uh, month and a half, actually, now. And, uh, uh, apps for Android and iOS users. This was equivalent to about maybe, maybe a couple hundred thousand dollars it would have cost mm -hmm. to do all this. 
It didn't cost a dime. Wow. Zero. Nice. Zero. So it's things like that. But it, but again, it's being open in, in your thinking and coming from shared values and operating from your why. And this is how I was able to connect with this gentleman. And we were both big fans of Bob Berg, the go-giver. I told him I knew Bob. He loved Bob. And we just connected. And then it just sort of led into this dance that, that led to what's going on here today. So it, these things are possible. They're out there. It's just that you can't control what you can only control what you can. And that's what I did. I just maximized what I could control and then just let everything unfold from there. And it worked out real well. Uh, people have taken a, um, uh, a different attitude towards business coming along. I think a more empathetic, more compassionate uh, feeling towards a lot of different things. I know there's some, there's some wonderful projects going on that, that I'm involved with that we're really talking about community and building yeah. up and, and what's the, the community that's being built is um, so nurturing, yeah. you know, that they want to uplift, they want to um, be of service. In fact, we, we've many times the, the response to the, or the first thing that you hear from a call with a new person is how can I be of service? Right. Absolutely. From that, from that side. Now for me, coming out of the Ziegler camp here in Dallas, it's always been, you can have everything in life you want when you help enough other people get what they want. Absolutely. Uh, I think there's a little bit of, um, I don't know if it's golden rule or better rules. I think people are playing nicer these days. Would you agree? I agree. I think, I think nowadays what you've seen as a result of this, what I, what I think is good is that you see more collaboration going on. You don't you don't feel this competition like hey I'm I'm out to bury this guy, these people and to, for my gain, it, it's about it's about collaboration. There's more than enough out there. It's just a matter of like how can we work together to do what's right. It comes back to those values again. What's right for the audience? What's right for that certain neat niche that you're in? Maybe perhaps with other people, and that we could all try to find a way to win and. And, and do what's right. And that's kind of like, I, you know, I've always had that approach for, for quite some time, and, you know, because I was a very competitive person being in sales like you and, and coming from that arena. But I, you know, I just learned to, you know, to think, you know, start to think my whole process all over again. And, and I'm, and I just see a lot of collaboration happening during this time and which I think is great. And I think that's a, if there's anything positive about COVID in this, what's happening in this decade going forward, it's, it's, it's that. Agreed. The, the, the desire to collaborate makes so much more sense. And uh, even if it's a, even if there is competition, it's really coopetition. Yeah. Right? We're going to cooperate <laughs> with each other a little bit that we both have the opportunity to go uh, and come through it all. Um, now you're out on the East coast. I'm in Dallas, Texas. I'm in the middle of the country. How are you handling this or how is it how is this entire disruption being handled on the East coast? Um, just to, because I think it's probably different than it is down here. It, it's a, a little different. I mean, cause you hear you, you tend to, you know, you, you, it's more kind of more democratic up here than Republican. Not that I like to get into the politics. So there's some little more stricter guidelines. Um, things got a little laxed, obviously, you know, up maybe around March, where, you know, places where you could go into and not wear a mask, if, you know, especially if you were vaccinated. And, but now those, those mandates have come back now with the variant. 
So now if you go into a gym, you have to wear a mask, whereas before you didn't have to. And even restaurants now, you know, unless you're eating, you, you know, you have to wear a mask. So it, it's, it's been fine. I mean, I've, I've been fine. Like I, I'm just, I've always wear a mask when I go into a public place. You know, I, I never changed any of that. And just out of courtesy for other people. And I'm just, you know, again, I, I, I adapt, you know, I adapt and modify to whatever the situation is. If I can't control something that I normally, that's how I did it. Well, then I got to adapt and, and modify to it. And that's, that's pretty much what, what I've done in this situation and just accepted the fact that, you know, Hey, the things I can't change, I just got to let it be. Yeah. I think there's a lot of that. I think the, uh, the mindset of control the controllables and let the other stuff go away. I was sharing with somebody the other day. I think one of the things that, that we have to do again, not talking politics here, but just humanity, we we've got to come closer to the middle and have some common ground uh, because we can't get anything, can't get anything accomplished if we're on polar opposites. You know, I mean, polar opposites are as far away from each other as you can go. And that doesn't really work in trying to fix some things. Right. So um, how are you helping your your clients and and folks these days really promote that they're in business, that we're here for you, that, you know, we'd we'd love to be of service to you. How are you able to help them get the word out that you know, things are as close to normal as possible? Well, I mean, it's again, just, you know, determining what their, who their core audience is and how they like to be communicated to. And, and it's finding those platforms, whether if it's social media, whether if it's email or text or, you know, uh, video or, you know, virtual events, whatever the case may be, because I have individual clients and then I have company clients and it's, it's, it's always putting stuff out that's compelling to your audience. It's not necessarily what you do. It can be things that have nothing to do with the business. It can be on why you do it. It was kind of like that example I used with the catering company uh-huh. when they got involved with the, with the charity. They, they were doing nothing that had nothing to do with their business. It was all around the charity, values, creating community in the situation. And then it just had a ripple effect on their business when things started to come back. And... Those are the things that I'm advocating to my clients is just being out there, being compelling to people, empowering them to draw their own conclusion, to connect with them on shared values. And knowing that when, when the time comes, when they, when they want, when they feel like you understand them on whatever level that it is, now they want to know what you do and how you can help them, or they, they feel comfortable referring someone they know to you. And that that's, that's what I call the power of influence. You know, influence is all about, empowering people through compelling content to draw their own conclusion. You're not persuading them and telling them how, when, or why to do something. That to me is the art of enrollment. You know, once you get them to that place, they feel related to understood. If they're open for a suggestion or recommendation, great. And then you get to the real true challenge, the pain point, what's what they really want and desire. And then you enroll them into whatever that may be. You talked again about shared values there. Um, how do you help somebody really, if they, if they haven't been promoting that, obviously we all have our values, but if they haven't been calling that out, how do you help them really develop what their shared values are and then communicate it to the marketplace? How do you do that? 
So first, it's got to start with making sure that what are their values internally? You know, not everybody in their company is going to have the same core values. Like for me, my values are transparency, honesty, and integrity. That reflects in my personally, in my business, as well as in, uh, yeah, both business and personally, both, you know. And so when I relate to my customers, they're connecting on shared values. That doesn't mean they have to be transparent, honest, or integrity. They may be trustworthy. They may value being ethical, or they may value, you know, family. Those are, re- those are shareable values that we can connect on. Now, if something contrasts those values, okay, then we're not going to connect. It doesn't mean they're, they're wrong, I'm right, or I'm wrong and they're right, or they're bad, a bad person, or I'm a bad. It just means that we're just, we don't, we're not, that energy doesn't connect. So it's teaching, it's teaching companies and people that you're never going to be everything for everyone, but you're always going to be something for someone, in this case, more than one person. Find that, find where you can connect on a shared, at least one shared value something and you know and putting out content that doesn't necessarily have to say that hey it's integrity integrity but things that will relate to something like that and people will then resonate i remember i worked with a real estate agent about three years ago that she was not producing at all i mean she was nice person good personality never a go-getter but just you know was not producing she had strong family values. She valued family. She had a great family and she contributed to a, um, a nonprofit organization that catered to family development in her community. And she used to write articles for them and she loved doing it, volunteer work. And I said to her, you know, this is a golden opportunity for you. She goes, what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with real estate. I said, no, but I go, I, I, bet, I bet if we look at this, that this is where you're going to get your book of business going. And she didn't understand at the time. And I said, does anybody know when you contribute your content that they know you're a realtor? No, I don't sign my, I said, they, I don't think the organization would allow me to do that. I'm saying, well, no, I'm not saying that you tell them what agency you work for and that you want to list some homes in your content. You can't do that. But just put that you're a realtor. That's it. Just a realtor. And that you're in this, this community. People loved her content. They embraced her content. Even people from the outside would, 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 that were looking to move into the area would read her content because they wanted to see if this was a safe place to move their family, good school system. When they found out that she was a realtor, they were connecting with her now on why she did what she did, those values, those family values. She began to de- generate a book of business from that that had nothing to do with real estate. She was doing all the other things that, that the realtor or the real estate agency told her to do. Develop your sphere of influence, 50 to 100 people, go out and make calls, you know, build alliance partners. She did a lot of that and she just wasn't getting a lot of traction. She was able to generate a a significant amount of business from this format and it helped her. Even through COVID, she still was doing okay. And like I said, you know, she never would have thought of that. And these are the things that's just evidence of these things that they can work you know, that you just got to be open. And, and when you can connect, when companies can learn that and implement that into their branding, into their, you know, into adding value on a consistent basis, that's going to keep things moving along and keeping new customers coming in and referring people because they have good experiences. Again, going back to those values. You said an important word there, consistently doing it. Yeah. Going to the marketplace. Um, again, we were talking prior to coming on, on air about I'm now doing five shows a week and I'm 
I enjoy it because I get to talk to five friends a week or more and, and really do it. But it's whether it's once a week, once a month, five, five days a week, it's a consistency process of knowing that there are going to be amazing guests like you. They're going to be great content that's available and, and you can, and there's a, a congruence, right? You're, you're congruent in getting the message out of, of wanting to be of service on a consistent basis. And uh, it's amazing what happens when you're consistently out there. And yeah. also amazing when you're out there intermittently, how business tends to drop. It does. So you're out of sight, out of mind. I mean, people are caught up in their own lives, their own challenges. Businesses are caught up in their, in their own as well. It's not like they're just thinking about you and it's nothing personal. So again, it's not about what makes you unique. It, what makes you compelling to them. And then when you're compelling to them and they feel understood and related to, now what makes you unique is more important. Just like the real estate agent. Anybody could have called 10,000 realtors in a 60 mile radius. Why would they call her? Well, they called her because they connected on those family values. It's not because she was a real estate agent and she worked for XYZ re realtor company. It was because of her and those values. So that's where a lot of times I think people don't realize. And, and like you said, with your show being out there five days a week, you're in front of people, regardless if they know that consciously, it's subconscious. It could be just, you know, saw it in a passing on a post that you made in some group. You know, maybe they weren't conscious to it, but, but they, they, some, somehow they remember subconsciously picked up on a title of the show and maybe your guest or whatever you, it, 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 it has a prolonged effect in really helping people to, again, when, when, when the time comes and they're looking for something, they're going to remember you now over yep. somebody else. It was very nice. Just prior to the to today's show, I got uh, a couple notices, one on LinkedIn and one uh, elsewhere, that a guest from probably 10, 12 days ago took the recording of the show, rewrapped it, did everything, and now put it out in their marketing. And um, I, quite frankly, looked pretty darn good. I might have to hire him to do the do the uh, the trail. Uh, posting of, of different things going on. We're, we're starting to run down on time here. How about some uh, common sense wisdom that, that people can put into action today to help grow their business? So I would just say that where, you know, wherever you are, you know, make sure that you, know, you're, you have a plan in place. I know some people out there think plans are overrated. And, but if you don't have a roadmap to really follow, I mean, that map may have to be you know, modified or you know, it may have to adapt to the new normal that we're in, because otherwise, if we have everything up here, we're going to get distracted and, and life and business are going to get in the way. So we, we have to be able to be able to see it and be able to really, you know, you know, really be focused on each task, each subtask to lead us to where we want to be. So I so it's for me, it's it's having a foundation, waking up in the morning, having your own personal success foundation you know, meditating, journaling, maybe making your bed, you know, working out something that's going to get you into the moment so that when you come in, it's going to impact your self-esteem, your confidence, you become a better communicator, a better active listener. You make swifter decisions. You take calculated risk and you take massive action on what you can control only. When people observe that in you, they're going to start to look in themselves like, what can I do better for myself? So you're creating an interdependent environment 
which can only lead to better results long-term because you impact so many people in a positive way, not in a codependent negative way. So these are the things that I strongly advocate. Again, having a success foundation, building one, having a routine, knowing your values and how that can relate to you know, your, your, your business direction and why you do what you do, having a plan and, and executing that plan and then modifying wherever, wherever required and just trusting that process of controlling what you can, letting go of what you can't. And then a final statement would be giving without expectation, meaning value, with, from right. empathy and kindness, of course, which is interdependent, not pleasing and enabling others, doing, 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 which is codependent. Give without expectation, receive without resistance, meaning that when it comes back to you from somewhere else, you don't question it, you receive. It's like that you did something for someone. They didn't return the favor to you. It's okay. But it came back from something else. It may have nothing to do with your business, but it came to you, whether if it's money, whether if it's new business, whether if it's a recognition or a thank you or a, something, a, a, a barter that can help you in your business. Like what I told you with my client, with the, mm -hmm. uh, with the, with the app in the enterprise-wide website, it's things like that. It, 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 if you trust that process, I can... Nothing's guaranteed in life, but I can almost guarantee that you will see those results happen in, in real life. And I've been living like that and operating business like that for quite some time. And it just always holds up true for me. Yeah, really, really solid suggestions there, really solid information. How do uh, our listeners get a hold of you if, they, if they'd like to reach out? Yeah, thank you, Scott, for having me. I really appreciate all you do here. Uh, best way, you know, if you want to check me out on my website at ChristopherSalem.com, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn at Christopher Salem. Uh, I tend to be more there. There, You can reach out. And then also my uh, email is Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Love to get to know you and a little bit about your business. And it's all about relationships, not transactions. Just like to get to know people first, their businesses, and see where things go from there. Yeah, excellent. I totally agree with you there. Thank you for being here. Really appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us here on Scott Schilling Speaks. We'll see you again on Monday, exact same time. God bless.